Hey y'all, it's a two cups of tea. And you know, I love having a hot cup of tea when I'm talking to my girl, Trudy. I know that's right. And you know why? Because I'm always spilling that tea. <laughs> so they need to grab their cup of tea and join you and I every week on our podcast, The Two Cups of Tea. Hey y'all, it's Trudy. Hey, and it's Tisha. And today, girl, I got a good tea I want to tell you. It is a chamomile and lemongrass. First time having this one. I can't say that I've had the two mixed, but I've had chamomile before and I know it's a relaxing sort of tea. And so that's what I wanted today while we dive into this juicy topic this week. What are you drinking? Ooh, well, I'm drinking black tea with some mm -hmm. honey. And uh, it's a good standby tea. It's going to keep me going during this hot topic today. Okay. Yeah. So well, let me tell, tell me. You, yeah. About my week. Yes. I want to hear. Well, it started off really good. And then it was kind of sad at the end of the week. Oh, what <laughs> happened? Had a little dental work done. So mama was in some pain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pain. I'm I know. just laughing at how you said mama was in some pain. <laughs> yeah, ma mama was in some pain, but daddy and the kids took care of me. I was a patient for about two and a half days, but God is good and uh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> good to see you back and hear yes. that you're good and back. Sorry That's that you good. went through that little bit of pain, but I know going to the dentist, we all kind of Ugh, it's something that we all kind of hate. Ugh. I know, I know, but yeah. we got to do it. Got to take care of ourselves. It's another part of self-care, so. That's true. Glad you went though. Yeah. And what about you? How was your week? My week was good. Nothing extravagant, nothing out of the ordinary. I'll just leave it like that. Just had a good week. And well, that's always good. That's true. Glad to be back on the mic with you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am. So I think we should really let our listeners know our topic of today. Remember when we first had our first episode, we mentioned how we were going to be talking about all sorts of stuff, children mm -hmm. and our work and relationships and marriage. And this week we are diving into what we're going to call the life cycle of marriage, right? Just mm -hmm. talking about our marriage. Got yeah. a lot to say. Yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> The good, the bad, and the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to allow you listeners that we appreciate a little bit into our lives and might be some questions that you might be wondering for those that don't know Trudy. And of course, those who don't know me, and even if you know us, you will find some interesting things as we get into this topic. So let's just get started, girl. Let okay. me ask you, what, when we talk about marriage, just in, however you want to say it, what was your view of marriage before you even got married? Like, what did you really think about marriage? That's a very good question, T. Um, I wasn't a girl who dreamed of, you know, finishing school, college and getting married and having babies. And yeah, that wasn't not what I envisioned. Mm -hmm. I actually probably, if I had to be honest, didn't really want to get married and definitely didn't want to have kids. <laughs> Really? Believe it or not. Yeah. And I'm a person that's been married 23 going on 24 years soon. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations on 24. That's really good because a lot of marriages don't last that long. But yeah, so let blessed. me ask you, when you say that you didn't want to get married or even have children, what, what made you think that? I mean, was it something that was happening or? 
No, I think it's because my mom was a young mom and she got married young. And unfortunately, um, the marriage ended after probably about 14 years. So um, maybe that was one reason why, although I did have other people in my life, like my grandparents um, who were in long-term marriages and relationships. I think that my mom always stressed to me to, you know, have kids and get married when you've done things that you wanted to do for yourself in life. So in my mind, that was, you know, whether it was working, traveling, just enjoying life. And when I did, if I decided to do something like that, be prepared of all the responsibilities that come with it. I think that's really probably why if I had to delve into it from a psychological standpoint, I'm sure Mm -hmm. that has something to do with it. What about you? What were your views of marriage, if any? Um, You know what? I don't, I'm sort of the person that you know, I don't recall ever growing up saying, you know, how some people were like, oh, I, I know I want this, that, and the other. I don't ever recall saying whether I wanted to get married or I didn't. It's not okay. like I said, oh, by the time I'm 20, I want to be married with two kids and have a house. And I didn't have any of those conversations. Um, I never looked at marriage as, oh, I don't want it. But I never said, oh, I do want it. Now, my mm-hmm. mom and my um, dad were married, I think, maybe like what's your mom, 15 or so years. I, well, let me take that back. I think they got divorced maybe when I was in the eighth grade. So I don't know how old you are at that point, maybe around that age, but I never said, Oh, because you know, their marriage didn't last or if anyone else in the families didn't last, like, Oh, you know, I'll never get married. So honestly, I didn't put any emphasis on whether I wanted to get married versus whether I didn't. And definitely never said I never wanted kids or never said I didn't want kids you know what I'm saying so it never really yeah so it never really crossed your mind at a young age which makes sense Mm -mm. right probably Mm -mm. and probably when you and I grew up if I think about we were in high school in the late 80s and that's when Mm -hmm. a lot of um, women really started to like want to like own companies and have careers and so maybe that was in the back of our minds too subliminally or subconsciously and you don't even know it I mean it might not be something that you can put your finger on now right might be. I mean, even when I look at work, it's, yeah, I just didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or, uh, you know, doing whatever. But yeah, so marriage was definitely not a thought process that I, you know, kept asking myself, did I want to get married? So, but it's, it's interesting how you didn't want to, but you did and you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and I, I'm the person that I remember when I would meet people they'd be like, oh, you don't act married. Well, how are you supposed to act? Like, they're like, you seem oh. happy. Well, I am. I actually wait a like minute. my husband. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. So people think that if, if you're happy, you can't be married? What kind of? No, no. <laughs> years oh. ago, when I worked, uh, this was years ago, I probably was, at that point, I probably had been married <clears throat> maybe three or four years. And I remember like talking to some people at the job and we were just talking and some of them didn't Mm -hmm. know me that well because it was a fairly big company. And Uh so I don't know how it came up and they're like, oh, you're married? I'm like, yeah, you have a child? Yeah. Oh, you don't act like it. I'm like, how are you supposed to act? (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Did you not have pictures or you never said anything? I mean, why? Well, I will tell you that now that at that particular place, I didn't have any pictures up. But I remember years later when I did work somewhere and I remember the person who was the director came into my office and she was like, you're, you have such a big personality and your office doesn't show that. But 
because mm. I'm the person who my personal life is my personal life and work is right. Work. I didn't really see the need to become, mix it. yeah, or mix it up. Or I don't want people to know everything about me. Like I right. think you need to keep some things to yourself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to feel like those are areas that they can comment on. I'm not asking for your opinion. So maybe that was mm-hmm. part of that. But I really think what it is, is a lesson I learned early in life. And I think I kind of talked about this at some point um, where I worked somewhere, actually a job that you sent my resume for when I used to work at the <laughs> cost consulting firm many years ago when I was in my uh-huh. 20s. Me and Tisha will tell you that story another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I remember her saying that people should never get attached to an office or anything like that. It was the same woman that I referenced when I said, she said opportunity, you know, okay, change is good. And I remember mm-hmm. her saying, never get attached to anything. And I remember a guy that I worked with that I was really close with, he got fired. Oh. And when it was time to go, he had to pack up all this stuff. Oh, he had to come back longings. after hours. And I said, mm-hmm. uh-uh, I don't ever want to be that person that's sitting around crying, packing up your stuff. <laughs> See y'all later. It's been nice. And look, some jobs, you don't even get that opportunity. Right? They escort you out the building and they say, I'll ship your stuff to you. And your coworkers like, what the heck just happened? So, (laughs) so I never, so I think probably both of those things is part of it, but yeah, so I never did that. And then I finally started doing that later, later in my career, I started bringing picture in, but maybe I was Mm -hmm. older and things had changed my priorities, but yeah, yeah. you know, we all grow. And so, yeah, that's probably a good way of looking at it. Um, So definitely your marriage differs from what it is today than what you know, what you viewed it before. Oh, definitely. So. Yeah. Because remember, I'm the one that said I didn't really want to get married and definitely didn't want to have any kids. I have two children and I would call myself a super mom. I'm one of those. My daughter used to, says it still helicopter mom. Oh, thing that she was, I knew everything that was going on. I'm the person that's constantly <laughs> checking. I'm emailing the school three, four paragraphs. Yep. When they say sign up for parent teacher conference, I'm up mm-hmm. at six o'clock in the morning, getting my slot. <laughs> I don't miss anything. So on a PTA, I know you want a PTA. Yeah, I've Did always you ever been on the serve? PTA. I'm on, I'm on the, I'm the board of vice presidents right now. Okay. Yeah. And on and at my son's school, when my daughter was in school, I was on the executive board, elementary school and middle school. By the time she got to high school, I was a member, but I've always been very active in the PTA. Mm-hmm. I know parents, I know <clears> teachers. <throat> yeah. My kid at your school, you're going to know Trudy Willis for sure. Yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> definitely going to know me. It is a good thing. Oh yeah, it is a good thing. So yeah, it's definitely different than what I view. And I think it's also because my husband and I were friends. Yes, that's important. We were were friends. And if I had to say, he wasn't really my type. (laughs) So (laughs) that's probably, it has worked thus far. And they say what? Opposites attract. So I mean, if I have to look at my, yeah. So it's not that I said I wasn't or I was, but I am. And so me and my husband, what we're going on 18 years. Yeah. Wow. Longest. Yeah. It's longest for both of us. And like I said before, we have four collectively beautiful kids, two girls Mm -hmm. and two, uh, three girls and a boy. But, um, I would definitely say that marriage to me, and, and again, I never like had in my brain, oh, it's going to be this, that, and the other. But right. let's just say I love the man that I'm married to. That's good. If that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
I love who he is today. Okay. And um, yeah, 18 years strong and I'm proud of that marriage. So yeah, that's good. Now, did you guys do any, um, I guess I should have said this too. Did you guys do any counseling before you got married? Any premarital counseling? We did like seriously, like one session, um, you know, so this is his second marriage and so is mine. So okay. when we met, you know, we didn't have to go through the ooh, googly eyes and all you What do you mean? Wait a minute, and, You know, wait a minute. You know, wait. No. It, we weren't some young teeny boppers just trying to figure out life. We was already right. in our 30s. Like I said, he's been married, had a child. I was married, had a child. So when we got together, just like you and yours, we became friends first. And mm-hmm. so- But you still uh, had googly eyes. Yeah, but what I'm saying, okay, maybe I didn't want to say it. We, yes, we had all of that and then okay. some, but it was, right. it. we didn't have to figure out, oh, is this what I want? Are you okay. who I want? That's okay. what I meant. We we didn't have to go through that cycle of to t- trying to figure out where did we want our relationship to go? We pretty much okay. went head on. Like when we met, we talked for like, I mean, I didn't ask my husband, I didn't give him a kiss for the three months into our relationship. Okay. Like it took me a while to kind of like get a. Well, he probably won't him. admit. Will he admit that that he, he waited will, three yeah. months for a kiss? Yeah, he will. Okay, Wait till <laughs> one day we hope to have our spouses on, and these are some questions that we. Yes, he will admit that it took three months, but he really, yeah, that's another long story. But let's okay. just say he, he was happy when it happened, okay. and um, yeah, our marriage have gone through obviously some some cycles of mm-hmm. ups and downs and all that but um, of course 18 years yeah you yeah how could you not yeah yeah but it's yeah. it's taught us it's grown us let's say that that's good well Chuck yeah. and I did have um premarital counseling I think we had two two sessions and then some take-home work mm-hmm. but unlike this is both of our first marriage and if you, one day when our husbands do come on, uh, Chuck will tell you, he never thought he would get married. And okay. he and I started, you know, we met and dated, but I didn't know that he was the person I was going to marry. And I don't think he thought that I was the person he was going to marry. And during our oh, beginning, wait. let me ask, I'm sorry, back up. So okay. you already explained why you kind of thought, you know, you didn't want kids, but mm-hmm. what did, did he tell you why, why, why did he not want to? get married what was his reasoning I think he or, had been I think he had been dating girls and I was a woman oh go ahead girl <laughs> yeah. Go, yeah. that's right okay. okay a girl is not a woman so you had to show him and teach him I some think things. I think he didn't he had never met a woman before he had been dating girls so okay I'm not that being disrespectful that is my opinion based on his past relationships but he can tell you for himself mm-hmm. um, okay. and I think I was different than mm-hmm. people that women he's dated. And, you know, I didn't, I was at the time, like I said, we met, I was 26. I was single, no kids, had my own place, my own car, pretty established, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he probably thought something was wrong with me because I was single. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like what? <laughs> What's wrong with her? But not realizing no that I had just, I had been in a five-year relationship and really took like a year or two to really find out re-get to know me without being in, you know, bogged down with someone else. I wanted to recommit myself to me before I started dating again. So I was pretty good mentally 
you know, right. I met him. So that's why it was easy to be friends first because I wasn't looking for anything, but just, you mm-hmm. know. but yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. And I remember, even though we just had one session, I remember like it was today, the, at the time we were going to a church and we was in a different city. So we went to this church and I remember the pastor telling us to look at each other. He's like, you look at her and you look at him. And he said, just know that the person that you see right now is the person that you're marrying. Like, this is who he is today. This is who you're going to marry. Now we all know we all grow and evolve, but at that time he was like, this is who you're marrying. And at the time it was like, okay, we didn't have any more counseling other than that, but you know, it was good. I take that, what he said to heart because we have changed immensely. And if we get an opportunity, you know, I might be able to share some of that. But at that time, Daryl was who he was. And I was okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. wanting that at that time. time. And, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoyed just that one quick session of being in that marriage counseling with him. Because yeah. it helped. I think it just set the foundation. It Well, it just set the stage. Like, I'm not going to, who you are is what you're going to get. I'm yeah. not false. I need to accept I'm you. Not I'm pretending. not trying to ask you, right? Yeah. It I'm was, not asking you to change. I'm accepting right. you for who you are. And right. that's a good point. You said foundation. So do you think in order to, because we both now, you 18, I'm 23. So we both have been married a considerable amount of time. Do you believe mm-hmm. that love is the foundation of marriage? Is love everything, I guess? No. I mean, yes, there is love. And, you know, we say that word sometimes very loosely. And then, you know, you kind of like, oh, I love you versus I'm in love with you. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. I love him, but I'm also in love with him. When I Mm -hmm. married him, I was in love with him. And it has seriously grown throughout the years. But I do not believe that love is the sole foundation of a marriage. No. Um, To me, um, like... You know how it's like you have to have and we all we don't know this going into it or you may know some to a degree, but marriage is like any relationship. It takes time, like a job. You don't just go on your job knowing everything. You you have some skills going in and then you learn to master those skills and do your job more proficiently and so forth. So for me, it's that knowledge and that wisdom that comes with that marriage. So I needed we both needed to learn each other and know each other in order to grow. But I don't feel like love in itself is just going to weather every storm. And um, it takes so much besides just love because, you know, when I think of saying, I love you, if let's say for example, and I don't want to get like deep down, but if there was any infidelity in that Mm -hmm. marriage, I can't say that I love you so much that I'm, just going to excuse it and, and, and continue to be your wife because it's more than just love. What are your thoughts? Is that what you think? Well, it's interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that because I actually Why? feel the same way <laughs> that love isn't the foundation. Oh, As a okay. matter of fact, isn't the only one. I tell Chuck all the time that love is not everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. I love you. Not because of, in spite of, there's so much more to it. It's the commitment of it is Mm -hmm. um, 
understanding all the pieces of love. Mm -hmm. um, love sometimes will not provide the security you need. I mean, in a marriage, you need the, the commitment, the mm. communication, mm -hmm. the financial part has to be right. Yes. There are pieces yeah. that must stay on intact in order for the marriage mm -hmm. to thrive and for the and marriage to, to be successful yes. and to continue and to keep it fostered throughout or it, it won't last. So I totally, yeah. I was, I didn't know what you were going to say, <laughs> but when you started saying that, I was like, yes, okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep it all together and fresh. And yeah, so love is definitely, it's there, but it's definitely not the foundation. So right. that's oh so interesting that our it views is. are, yeah. Wow. I know. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, we both have talked about, you know, we have kids collectively, both have different mm -hmm. age group set of kids. Do you think the kids and, and obviously jobs and, you, you know, your career growing up, how has that helped, has all that stuff helped sustain the marriage? Or is that just like a, you know, if you think about a tree, right? The, the tree has the roots, the foundation, and then anyway, limbs stem from a tree, right? So you and your husband mm -hmm. are the tree and then you have the branches and things grow. Do you think that the children, the careers, the financial, all that stuff has made it thrive? Or do you think Mm. It would have it would have thrived without all of those things. So if it was just you and Daryl, if there were no kids involved, do you think it would still be as fulfilled that's or a, feeling? That's a good question, an interesting question. And I it's hard to answer because we do have kids. So I'm just right. going to say that based upon those examples that you just said and the fact that we do have kids, we do have jobs, that yeah, I do feel like those elements of that has right. just brought the the marriage what it is today because okay. you do have something to look forward to you do have beautiful kids that you know god created and you know we were blessed to become their parents so you're you're together um teaching your kids sharing your kids showing them sharing right. um you know trying to be supportive all of those things that make up a parent you're doing it together so that just hopefully would strengthen you as a person and a couple as right. being parents to your kids, you know, jobs. I mean, his job is completely different than mine. Mine is more, his is labor intense. Mine okay. is more of the, you know, sitting behind a desk on a computer, but you know, if he needed me, I can get on the computer where he's not as savvy, but Hey, he can do things out in the yard and do things that I'm, those things that I can't do. So I think all of those pieces are what brings us to where we are today in our marriage like it okay. just adds to our marriage it makes so that's us part flourish. of the formula yeah that's that's part yeah. of the formula that ha has made y'all successful so if right. I think back I had said that I didn't want to have kids but once I knew that I was in love with Chuck and we were going to get married you want you want to have somebody yes. else from this person because this person right. is so amazing to you now, right. I prayed for a girl, but I said, Lord, God probably not going to give me what I really want because that's <laughs> life. Sure enough, I got a girl. I said, I'm complete. We won and done. I don't need no more. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't want any more. I, I was, know. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was happy with one. Oh yeah. I, God gave me, listen, when you pray and God give it to you, you better take what you have and, you know. So let me um, ask you, so what, 
did you want a girl like for specific reasons or you just was like, I just want a girl. Did you think like having a son was going to be hard or what, what made you just really want a girl and be done? Well, I think because, well, I mean, it's, it's going to sound dumb. I'm a girl. I want a girl. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but not all girls want daughters. They're like, uh-uh, well, give me well a some son. women don't want girls because they want all the attention in the house or two, they want a son to help protect them. I wanted a daughter oh, okay. because maybe I wanted a mini me or maybe for all the things that maybe I didn't get to experience or didn't get to do, I could help her. And I felt right. like it would, I don't know if the word is easy, but I knew that I had had so many experiences in life that I could share with a female versus a mm-hmm. male. I definitely, like my son loves to hear my stories about when I was younger, but definitely as a female, having a daughter was you know, what I really wanted. And so I was content. And he was fine if I was fine. And I didn't think he had any more kids. Yeah. That's ironic because, you know, when I was pregnant for the first time, just like you, I wanted a girl. And, you know, I was 25 then. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to hope I have a girl. And I am not going to sit here and I don't know how many people came up to me and was like, oh, you're carrying a boy. That's a boy. That's a boy. (laughs) And so I truly believe I was having a boy and here comes a boy. So, (laughs) you know, I was fine. I was okay. And then you fast forward, I meet, you know, Daryl. And at the time he had his daughter who was, I think she was at least seven or so years older than, you know, our son, but I was okay. You've got yours. I got mine at that age, I was like, I'm okay. We don't need to have kids. But then, like you said, you know, you get, you're like, oh, I want to have a child. You know, I want us to have one together. Mm -hmm. And that's when we decided to have, you know, our daughter together. And then I got kind of scared because I never wanted to have one child and have a, you know, be an only child. So because our son and the, the second daughter is 10 years apart, I'm like, oh gosh, by the time she's 10, he's going to be 20. He'll probably be out the house. So then it was like, okay, T, maybe you do want to have another one. And that's when we had uh, the last okay. one. Okay. But um, I wasn't it, thinking it, like that. Mm-mm. I was yeah. good. <laughs> Trust me, if I had said nothing, uh, he would have been like, let's keep having more and more. Because I think secretly he was probably saying, let's just go for that son. You know, he had yeah. ours, but together he wanted like, yeah, I'm but, sure yeah, he did. that wasn't happening. That was not happening. Yeah. At 38, I was like, this is it. Don't even think about it. <laughs> I know, in hindsight, I wish I would have had another one after Amari, but you know, I had him at 41, honey. So you're talking about 38. I was 41. Oh uh, yeah. And, and I remember people saying, are you going to have another one? I'm like, what do y'all think? I'm 25. I'm 41. <laughs> I mean, I know I was looking good and they was like, ah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm the person that goes and have a baby and the baby is born within 30 minutes of getting to the hospital. So it's easy. I was meant to have lots of kids, obviously, but mm-hmm. then, you know, we said, nah, we're good. But yeah. He was happy That's to a- get that boy. He was happy. To oh yeah. Boy. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. really. That's good. You my, have one of each. And he's my twin. That's my baby. I just, oh, yeah. that's my person. He's like me. <laughs> he has my mini, That's your mini. That's yes. your mini you. And you yeah, got it yeah. in a son. Yeah, I got it in her too, in ways I don't like. But oh. yeah. <laughs> I love her immensely though. She's, I'm so proud of both of them. They're good kids. Good kids. But yeah. But so yeah, let me ask you, I got a okay. question. I'm just kind of curious. So we talked about, you know, what did we think about marriage and how it is today? But what, 
what made you want to marry Chuck? Like, what was it about him? If I say this, he gonna get mad. <laughs> he won't listen to this. <laughs> I want to hear. He's nice. He is the nicest man I have ever known. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that sounds like that does not sound sexy. That doesn't sound romantic. <laughs> but he's just a he's nice. nice. I can give you an example. When we were dating, I went over to his apartment and I remember going there and I was cold. I was like, oh, that's when I was mm-hmm. really thin, y'all. So I was always cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> but anyway, I remember being really cold and I said, oh, I'm so cold. The next time I came over there, he had bought an electric blanket. He said, you will never. Aww. He's just, he, he has just always He's the most thoughtful person I've ever known. Not even man, woman. He's just, he always thinks about somebody else. And if you tell mm-hmm. him something, he stores it in his mind. He doesn't forget. I mean, when mm-hmm. he met me, um, as I said before, I love to read. I'm an avid reader. And he knew that. And he will always buy me. And he still does it sometimes now. He buys me little gifts from time to time. And mm-hmm. the bookstore and buy me a book. But he would come home and I'd be like, oh, thank you so much. But I would have to take it back because I already read it. <laughs> I thought she was going to say he would buy you like a, a gift card to a bookstore, but he actually bought you the book. He would buy me the book uh, and he would come home. He had it in the bag with the tissue paper. And I'd be like, oh, thank uh, you so much. And I'm like, um, I already read this book. He's like, what? <laughs> what haven't you read? Because, <laughs> you know, I used to, I was in a book club for many years. You know this, Tisha. Uh-huh. And besides my book club, I mean, I was the girl that would get the New York Times bestseller and the Washington Post every Sunday, go through the book list, highlight what books are out, figure out when I'm going to read them, like either buy them or go to the library. Any definitely African-American author books written in the 90s, I probably read every one of them you can imagine. Then I went through a period where I read autobiographies from, Mm -hmm. you know, from Queen Latifah to Colin Powell to Mary Wilson. I mean, there, I have read many a book. You really like to read. Yeah, Yeah, I used to. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely you're my wheelhouse. Reader. Yeah. And, yes. and I will stay reader. up all night reading a book too. <laughs> I've hey. done that before. My brother talks about that all the time. He's like, I'll oh. never forget. I woke up, your eyes were glossy. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> I've been up all night. He said, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Try to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> my husband has always been that guy that just has been thoughtful and just so nice to me. And so, yeah, and it, well, and it didn't. I mean, and I, I was attracted to him, obviously, and he has lots mm-hmm. of other features and attributes that I won't discuss on here, but <laughs> <laughs> just know that everything that needs to be met is being met. Oh, <laughs> but God. the number one thing is he's a very nice person and he's always made me feel like a queen and has treated me so. So that's good. That's important so, though. It is. It really is. And he's still to this day. Yeah. What about yeah. you? What made you... Because you said this was um, number two for you. So yeah, what yes. made you, you weren't scared to get married again, obviously, right? Nope, I was not scared. I, like I, I wasn't looking to get married again. Right. But when I met him, um, he just had a lot of adventure about him. Like he was spontaneous. He liked outdoors. He was a go-getter. He, um, he had aspirations. He had goals all of those things that didn't really get talked about in my previous marriage. And it had a lot to do with age. So it's right. really, I was younger, yeah. but 
he, like you, um, Daryl was just always beyond caring. Like he treated me like he would always call me his angel. Like when I first met him and some people might be like, okay, wait a minute. He seemed like a little stalker. Cause I kind of laughed at him when he does I love this. this story, but yeah. I, I didn't know how to, to react to this. But when I first met him, like he was so, I've never had anyone who just shows and pays me attention. Like only like he would look at me, he would talk to me. He would act like I was the only one in the room. And I remember when I first met him, we were in our little dating stage. Well, not little, but in our dating stage, (laughs) I would come downstairs from work in the lobby and come outside and he would just be sitting there waiting for me. You know how you outside your car and he's leaning on his car and he would just have his camera and he would take pictures of me as I'm coming to him. And if, you know, I was a little shy back then. And I used to be like, oh God, he didn't, he wanted a kiss. He wasn't, he didn't care about 50 people coming out the door, you know, coworkers Mm -hmm. to him. It was like, you are mine. I'm yours. I want to greet you with a kiss. I don't care what nobody say. He tapped me on the butt. That was just how he was. And Mm -hmm. I was really like shy, like, oh God, please don't, you know, but (laughs) I really was like, wow, he took pictures of me. And it was just like, just to say he was into me, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He made you feel like you were the most important person. Yes. And he loved it when I gave it back. Like, that's one thing I can say about him today. It's like when we are talking, he wants that undivided. Now we are both gotten distractions lately, but <laughs> when we first met, we really was just like, you're it. I don't care who else is in the restaurant. We used to go clubbing. We just paid each other just real good time and attention. And I think mm-hmm. that was so important. And I really feel like we've lost a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it was his his courteousness and his um, the way that he treated my my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. That makes a difference. Yes. yes, yes. That he shows respect to all women and everyone. I will say this personally about him, not to cut you off, but you know, I have always I just love him. He's the nicest person. He's like me. He's like mm-hmm. a male version of me. Like he doesn't meet a, <laughs> he doesn't meet a stranger. And when you right. talk to him. You feel welcome. Like you said, you feel like he's listening. And mm-hmm. he'll say to me, Trudy, remember that story you told me? I'd be like, what? I don't told you many of stories. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> but he remembers stuff. He oh, yeah. laughs. He's just, yeah, he's, he's really, he's really a good guy. He's funny. And, and, and he will, like, he's the one that will, he's the one that if you're at a party or you having a cookout, he's the one that's asking all the ladies, do you need anything? Let me take your trash. He's the one is playing with the kids in the yard. He he, he likes to talk, but he's not one to just sit. I mean, unless he's really got something to talk about, he likes to look out for people. Yes. He will hold, Shivery is not dead with him. You know, he will hold that door for five women who walk through that door and a husband coming behind them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just those types of things that really attracted me to him. And it was just his get up and go. Like, he just had that personality about life just get up and go so I love that about him and so nice to hear how Chuck you know what he means to you and what was your attraction with him and those are the qualities same way too he's he's very helpful like you know he'll do anything for my mom and my aunt and Mm -hmm. he he loved the way yeah he loves the way that 
and you know this, Tisha, like, because I've said this, I come from a big extended family. There's always something going on. And my family in North Carolina loved Chuck. They wanted to get mm-hmm. to know him more. And now, girl, if I call them, they'd be like, oh, how's Chuck? Girl, they don't even care about me no more. <laughs> they into Chuck. Get you. So nice. <laughs> He's so nice. They used to always be like, don't mess it up, Trudy. Why would I mess it up? What about him? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> they know you. And they know how sweet he is. Wait a minute, T. <laughs> I mean, you sweet. Me. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Time out. No. no, that didn't come out right. They Look, you said that they don't even want to talk to you. They want to know about Chuck and talk to Chuck and told you don't mess it up. Because they just know you because of growing up. But they uh, just love how it. Chuck is. Because be quiet, girl. All right, Let me on. give you an example. <laughs> My dad... <laughs> My dad calls me. He called me a couple of weeks ago. My dad said, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, Trudy. But what I need you to do is thank the Lord for your husband. You need to mm-hmm. thank God every day that you got a man like you got. I said, wait a minute now. What about <laughs> me thanking God that he got the wife he got? He said, no, right. I'm, not, I'm just saying he's, you know, he's a hardworking man. He, 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 he doesn't take from his family. He gives, mm-hmm. he's always mm-hmm. respected you. I appreciate when he came to me and asked for your hand in marriage, when he took him out to ride that he could tell immediately that he was the type of person that he would want to, his daughter to marry. He, oh, he said he, mm-hmm. he received what I said to him. I asked him, how was he going to provide for you? I was now giving you over to him, so to speak. And I mm-hmm. expect that he's going to take care of you, respect you and be the husband that you need. From that day on, that it would definitely have to be that way. So he said from then on, he said, I've never had you call me to say anything different. I've never heard right. anything different. So that that right. definitely does mean a lot that, you know, my dad and my mom think a lot of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you and feel it, the same way. Oh, yeah. But, you know, speaking of Chuck, I mean, every time I've seen him, cordial, always got a smile, never seen him get unhappy. I'm not saying he doesn't do that. But what I'm saying is he welcomes your family. He shows it in your, you know, when your friends come over, he lends his support. He, um, And it's so important that when your dad said what he said, because I'm sure when, you know, your daughter goes off, these are the things that are coming to your brain. You know, is she going to find a good man that's treating her right? right? And she sees that in her dad. So that right. is equally important. That you is know, true. Yeah. That we both have to think about say, that. Yeah, yeah, we have girls. My dad treated my mom wrong or whatever. She knows about a doubt. And as much as he takes Trudy, Chuck does a lot. Oh, I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm serious. He tends to your needs a lot in a way that most men don't. I'm not going to joke. I mean, okay, Tisha, is, okay. I mean, but you know, I'm telling the truth. It, we yes, you are. About, but he, he really is a good guy because a lot of husbands, you know, there are many good men out here and right. I'm sure people who are listening have good husbands too. So what I'm just saying is acknowledging what I've right. seen in Chuck. So right. I'm, I think we very nice did pretty- dad. Yeah, it is. We've done, we've both done pretty good. And our husbands actually like each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and when they get together, they always say, we need to get together more. So uh-huh. we both have been blessed to uh, find partners that really um, make us, make us better, make, make us better women, 
better wives and better mothers for sure. And, you know, we are wrapping up Women's History Month. Mm -hmm. And for my pop culture this week, man, oh man, oh man, where do I start? Uh (laughs) Give us the juice. (laughs) Oh, shall I say tea, girl? Tea, well, you know that. (laughs) I'm always feeling that good, good tea. (laughs) Let me first say, I talked a couple weeks ago about Sharon Osbourne. She's out mm-hmm. at the talk. If you didn't I hear her, yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that might not be so good for CBS. She may be trying to sue them, but whatever Uh-oh. the case, things have been handled accordingly. So job well done, CBS, Viacom. It was, it was, it was not going to be a good look if she stayed. So right. it's, a, it's a good thing that they did what they needed to do um, to make her be gone. Okay, what good. I really wanted to talk about was this this genius series on national geographic tv i don't Mm -hmm. know if you heard about this but apparently this was formed back in 2017 uh, with national geographic tv now i'm trying to think did i even know national geographic had a tv channel probably did i didn't but i don't think Mm -hmm. i paid any attention to i didn't watch it but i'm sure i've Mm -hmm. heard people say oh i sit around and watch national geographic Well, anyway, Mm -hmm. they have this anthology series called Genius, and it was developed by these two guys, Noah Pink and Kenneth Biller. And basically, it is something they develop to highlight people who have been innovative. So the first one they had was about um, Albert Einstein Mm -hmm. and his life in the universe. And what they do is reenact. It's basically like a series. So they'll Mm -hmm. take you through all the different facets or periods of the person's life. The second one they did was on Pablo Picasso, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the one that has, has everyone riveted, including me is the one Mm -hmm. that's currently well aired last week. It was a four night mini series. um, Uh And it was about Aretha Franklin, honey, honey, Mm. hunty. Tell me, I've been hearing a little bit about it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Let me say this. When Wendy Williams, you know, I watched Wendy Williams. I've told you that before faithfully. She talked about the hot topics. I originally was actually not going to watch it, Tisha, because I had already knew that Jennifer Hudson had did the Aretha Franklin biopic that's already mm-hmm. completed, was supposed to come out actually last year in 2020. But when the pandemic happened, it was originally supposed to come out, I think, in February of last year. Then it got pushed to August. And when they mm-hmm. saw things still weren't moving along, movie theaters were still closed. Instead mm-hmm. of them doing like a lot of, um, I guess, companies did and making it like an on-demand movie, they pushed right. it out. It's not coming out until this year, and I think in August now. Okay. They messed up mm-hmm. because this thing has now... You're, it's going to be hard to view Jennifer Hudson as Aretha, even though Aretha Franklin personally picked Jennifer Hudson, uh-huh. knew it was happening, her estate and the family backed that movie. Honey, this thing is with Cynthia Erivo. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I'm not. She played, but I, she played she Harriet playing? Tubman. She played Harriet Tubman in the Harriet movie that was out uh-huh. in 2018 or 2019. She also played... Um, in the color purple on Broadway, mm-hmm. she tore, this role was torn. She did it up. She acted her behind off. Did she? I at okay. first was a person like, I can't see her. She has the voice, the mannerisms, the look. 
Mm-hmm. It, it was, I'm so conflicted about the whole thing. Like, you know, she had a lot of turmoil in her life. Um, you know, uh-huh. I didn't know that she had children so young. Um, mm-hmm. Her father is a well-known, was a pastor, Reverend C.L. Franklin. She was going out on gospel circus at the age of 11. She was playing the piano. I mean, just, it was, it's really, really good. I would suggest everybody watch it. You will definitely understand a lot of the songs that she wrote and she sang. And why and honey, she sang it. And why she sang it. And she smoked cigarettes like it was drinking water mm-hmm. for, in the beginning for at least 20, 20, 30 years of her life. She really did. Yeah, she really did. But it, it was it was really good. I suggest everybody go check it out. It's on demand. Again, it's called Genius Aretha Franklin. Please check it out. It was really good. Um, Interesting, because I kind of read a couple of reviews and um, I don't know if some people were saying they didn't think that lady did a good role in um, really? playing Aretha. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She, honey, I wasn't I wasn't sold on it after I watched it. I. She did an excellent job. And then the other actors, I mean, um, her father, C.L. Franklin, the actor that portrayed him is Courtney Vance, who's married to Angela Bassett. Right. Okay. He, he did that job up. <laughs> um, her husband is played by Luke James. Well, one of her husbands, she was married uh, three, twice. So um, he played Glenn Turman, who was, you know, in Cooley High, you know, Glenn Turman. No, I was saying I love Cooley High, but go ahead. Yeah. And then um, you don't watch Queen Sugar, but the guy that plays Hollywood on there played Reverend James Cleveland. And just the the costuming, the, the outfits, the music, the it was just spot on. Great job. I was really impressed. It was really good, I would have to say. Okay. Had me captivated. So people should definitely um, check it out. It was good. Okay. I don't know oh, if well. I, I mean, that was so good. Oh, the NAACP Image Awards were on Saturday night. I did catch some of it. I, um, like many people in the world, love Tabitha Brown. I have been following her from 2018. She's was used to do just Facebook Live. She's a vegan influencer. Do you know her, Tisha? Uh, yeah, I've seen her many times on Instagram. I've been following her since 2018 on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so she won for um, social media personality, but... Oh, you know, that's nice. I can just look at her from the first time I heard her. I'm just her just singing, come on into the room and her accent. She's from Eden, North Carolina, which is mm-hmm. not too far from Greensboro, where I lived, where my parents were married, you know, mm-hmm. not too far from where I went to college. So when she talks about North Carolina and like certain places, I know them. So it just it just resonates with me. Her spirit. Right. She reminds me of a cousin of mine. I just love her, her family. So that was exciting. Um, entertainer good. of the year was D nice for doing all the virtual um, club quarantine that he started during the pandemic early on in March he mm-hmm. won entertainer of the year. Um, mm-hmm. um, oh, and then too. her, and then really, it was good for what I, the part that mm-hmm. I caught of it, I didn't watch all of it, but you know, it's okay. always good when you're recognized by your own people. So, mm-hmm. and I always like that um, show for that. And I think that's about it for me. Cause like I said, I was um, sick. So that's why I was able to watch all of that. Aretha Franklin. <laughs> Got some time to relax your bones and not yeah. move. And I was, you know, I was yeah. doing a lot of sleeping too. But other yeah. than that, what about you? What do you have? 
So I'm going to start off saying that I watch this uh, show on Netflix. It's called Uncork. Have you seen it? Have you mm-hmm. heard the name? Oh, you did see it? It's a movie, right? Yes, it's a movie mm-hmm. called Uncork. Mm-hmm. It stars, yeah. now I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Mamadou Athi. I don't he's know played, how to pronounce his name, but yeah, Mamadou, maybe Athi. He's played in a couple of shows, one called The Circle, Underwater, and The Get Down. Now, I've not seen any of those, but that's he's played in quite a few. Uh, Courtney Vance is his father, and mm-hmm. Nisi Nash is his mom. This was a good combination of a movie. It 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 was somewhat um, you know, heartwarming, it was in, inspirational. But basically, the son, which is played by Mama Do, he wants to become a master. Now, let me see if I can get this right. Somole. Somole, which is someone who basically is a professional uh, person who specializes in wine. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to do that. He wanted to go to school and get that degree. And his father, well, he kind of had other plans. He wanted him to follow in his footsteps of, you know, managing the barbecue restaurant business that his father had left him but you know his mom Nisi Nash you could tell she's that supportive mom but yet she's you know trying to stand by her husband but at the same time she's acknowledging her son has different wants and so it was a good good show I'm not going to tell you you know kind of tell nobody what happened but I felt that it was a really good show if you wanted to just give it a, a look it's called Uncorked or Netflix um, I also saw Bad Trip, a comedy on Netflix. It's just a quick movie. It's Tiffany Haddish, Eric Andre, and Lil Rel Howery. He played in that movie, Get Out. Did you ever see that horror movie, Get Out? Uh, yeah, late in life, scared the hell out of me, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was, that was a good show, but Wait, he made it funny. Get Out. Well, yeah, Get Out. That's the one where they were cloning people, right? get yes, out isn't it exactly yeah. and he played the the cousin or whatever and yeah so he played in this movie called um bad trip and basically it was just a comedy prank they okay. went around you know they were taking a road trip to see this girl that one of the, the actors wanted to see and they was just pranking people they didn't know what was going on and people on the side of the street or at the location was just bystanders looking at them like they're crazy But it it was kind of funny. I mean, Tiffany Haddish played her role being a crazy sister, you know, who just got out of jail and she (laughs) had this old pink car. I think it was badass on it or something. But um, yeah, so the two men go on this trip to New York and it's funny. If you just want to get a little silly laugh, I would say check out um, Bad Trip. That's it. I think that's it for this week. So you'll have to check back next time. Okay, for our next binge. Yeah. Well, we have enjoyed sharing with you guys today. Until the next time, this is Two Cups of Tea. I'm Trudy. And I'm Tisha. See ya.